0: Welcome, 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 welcome in once again to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeVallion, and once again, we are here with another predictions and analysis episode, week eight, heading into the 2021 NFL season, week eight. And boy, do we have something on Thursday night football coming up, Packers 6-1 6-1 and one going up against what I believe will be potentially, possibly, their NFC uh, playoff opponents at some point in time in the playoffs. The undefeated, only undefeated team left in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Boy, I've been going back and forth with this one. Uh, the, th- the thing is, the thing is with, with, with the Packers, it, it seems at times that... Uh, that offensive line is limited in terms of how good they can be. And if Aaron Rodgers can't get to Devontae Adams, can he depend on the other receivers? Can he? We all know that Devontae Adams is number one. Uh, but can he depend on the other wide receivers? Can he depend on Aaron Jones in that running game? I think sometimes he can, and sometimes I think Aaron Rodgers feels like he has to put it on his back. Um and with the Cardinals averaging over 30 points a game still in in this undefeated streak that they're going that they're going on um I mean I don't see how the Packers defense stops Kyler Murray the fact that he's a dual threat um and the fact that he can throw the ball just as good as any quarterback in the league right now um you know I I thought that uh, initially that his height might be a factor with seeing over the big, tall offensive linemen, big, tall defensive linemen. But, man, they make it work. They make it work. I am so uh, shocked and also very impressed by them. Um, it, it The play calling by Kingsbury, to me, is still questionable um, because I, I just don't – sometimes I'm just, like, scratching my head. But the thing is, Kyler Murray will turn something that seems like it ain't going to work, and then he'll turn it around and bust all the way around to the other side of the field, (laughs) scrambling, and then turn it into a positive game when it looks like it was going to get stopped for negative yardage via sack, via handoff, um, via, you know, thought he was going to throw a screen, and then he just turns it into something else. Um, I mean, it just seems like he's just as smart to me. He's just as smart uh, as Patrick Mahomes, uh, and he's got the wheels uh, of Lamar Jackson. It's 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 crazy how he's able to do what he's able to do, and he's shorter than both of them. Um, so, um, uh, d- um, disappointing for the Cardinals, though. It seems like uh, reports are saying that JJ uh, Watt is going to have to un- undergo uh, season ending shoulder surgery. So, I didn't think that the Cardinals were in- in- ins- insurmountably better with him on the field, but he is a veteran presence. Um, that is invaluable leadership. And so him not being on the field, and even if he's just on the sideline, um, I think is going to be a blow to them. I still think that they'll get along fine, but it is it is a detraction because of his veteran leadership. And I know that they would rather have him on the field uh, than off the field, uh, even if it's just on the sideline, and he'll still be there. But... You know, he has to take um, some time off. Or take, he'll have to be away because of the season-ending surgery. Maybe he comes back to be on the sideline in a couple weeks or something like that, however long it takes him before he's back up and, and at least walking. But uh, that is disappointing, I would think, for the Cardinals, especially their defense that's been playing so well Um but I think they'll be all right. I think that they'll be all right. Um, I, I don't know when they're going to lose the game, <laughs> and I, but I don't see them going undefeated. This would probably be one of their, definitely be one of their strongest opponents of the regular season. But it's just hard to pick against the Cardinals right now. Even though the Packers are 6-1, and doing good, I think, and again, this is my scenario, what it usually comes down to is, I think that Aaron Rodgers will have a tougher time against the Cardinals defense than Kyler Murray will have against the Packers defense. So if you put all four of those factors in the same basket, Cardinals offense versus Packers defense, I think definitely the advantage is to the Cardinals. Um if you talk about Aaron Rodgers against uh the Cardinals defense, I would say It's a little bit less of an advantage that Rodgers and that what I would say sometimes shaky offense can have against the Cardinals. These is just raring to go. Uh, Like I said, it is a blow that um, uh, JJ Watt will have to go undergo shoulder season ending shoulder surgery, but I still think the Cardinals are a stout defense. They have a stout defense, even without him, Um, but that veteran leadership will be missed. But in a close game, I'm going to pick the Cardinals, even if it's just by a field goal. I, I think they still get it. I think they still get it, and this is one of those really hard-fought emotional games that they're going to need a couple extra days uh, to regroup and rebound from as hard as they're going to fight for this one, which is, I think, great for them that they have it on a Thursday night. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick the Cardinals in this one. I I just... I I always have faith in Aaron Rodgers and what he can do, but sometimes, you know, he has a time where he just at a certain point in the game where he doesn't think that they can come back, he just checks out. And I think that might happen this go around, even though they're going to fight hard for it. I think he's just going to, you know, he's going to check out if, if, you know, things aren't going their way and if he knows, or he can see that the Packers defense is not holding up their end of the bargain. Um, I think that's what, that I think that what it could possibly happen in this game. But I think it's going to be exciting still. I still think it's going to be exciting. But I got to give it to the Cardinals in a slight edge. Not by much. Not by much. But, um, boy, I think it's going to be exciting, though. So I'm really, really eager to see that game tomorrow. Going on to the Sunday games, we have... Bengals at Jets. You know, I talked to how I talked about the Bengals, and I was like, you know, uh, against the Ravens last week, I was like, I think this this series is going to be split. I think, definitely think this series is going to be split. You know, the Bengals are going to win one. Ravens are going to win one. I thought the Ravens were going to win this one uh, last week, that is. But, boy, was I wrong. But I was right about how how good the Bengals play and how much I like Joe Burrow and that defense. And, boy, they, I mean – that they, they blew out the Ravens. That is a shocker. I mean, they they have to be the favorite now in, in the division, which is, is really tough to say considering, you know, the Browns trying to be on an uprise and as consistently solid as the Ravens have been uh getting to the playoffs and whatnot. And now for the Bengals to go from uh last year with getting their franchise quarterback in, uh, in Joe Burrow and losing him to a season-ending knee injury to now uh, doing what they're doing in the division uh, at 5-2. and two. And of course, the ball should keep on rolling as they visit the Jets. Um, I don't see the Jets winning this at all. They have no shot. Um, it's unfortunate for Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, yes, he's a franchise quarterback for them uh, as a young quarterback, and he's got to grow. He's going to need time you don't expect all that much from him but i mean when you don't have any pieces around him when you don't have any really valuable pieces around him what what i mean what's going to really come of this i just i don't get how year after year after year you don't see anybody on the jets football team breaking out as a star Breaking out, or even a unit breaking out as a solid unit. I mean, if it's even if it's just the D line, or just the O line, or just the running back core, or just the wide receiver core, or or just the the safeties, or something. I I don't I don't get why the Jets are consistently bad when. It's supposed to be the mindset of every owner, every GM, every head coach that you want to try to build a championship team. I know that takes time, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time since the Jets were even competitive, uh, let alone, you know, getting to the playoffs. I mean, you know, you can be competitive, but you still miss the playoffs. Uh, and then there's that next level of getting to the playoffs. And I remember a time when they were, uh, and it was exciting to see, um, Especially when they would rise up and beat the Patriots and beat Tom Brady in the playoffs, that was fun, <laughs> but I mean yeah it's it's it is what it is i guess i I don't know I think just the mindset of upper management I don't think is there when it comes to trying to build a championship team, trying to make a splash, trying to get people there attract people there um i I don't and i I just I feel bad for Zach Wilson, I really do, but um it is what it is. Bengals should roll in this one against the Jets. Next we have Titans at Colts division rival game. And um boy, the Titans have surprised me at five and two. The Titans really have surprised me at five and two. I would have thought that it would have been it would have been more of a struggle for them. I definitely did not see them beating the Bills. Uh and now they're sitting uh and then they just soundly beat the Chiefs. I was surprised at that defense. I was surprised at that defense, and 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 Mahomes getting hurt. Um, but even if Mahomes would have played the whole game, I'm like, I don't know. Is is something about the Chiefs? We'll get to the Chiefs later on. Um, but uh, Titans. I have to, because I I just because if it's Tannehill, uh, running that offense, if he can just not make mistakes put it in Derrick Henry's hands, you know he's going to carry the load, uh, and then just not make mistakes in the passing game, then he should be all right. Um, He should be all right, because I don't really see him as a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, but I think he can handle or utilize the weapons around him, the people around him better than Carson Wentz can. The Colts, in my mind, still have a good defense. They still have a good running game. They're not great, but they're good Um, And so I really think the X factor comes down to which quarterback plays better because uh, the the Titans defense has really surprised me. And I'm thinking that, you know, if they're good, if they're playing at least halfway decent average, um, they should be able to, you know, it'll be back and forth with them stopping the Colts running game. But if they slow down the running game and force Carson Wentz to throw the football, you know i would like to i i would like to think that they would do better against Carson Wentz um than than uh most people would expect and i would think that would be the reason they would win this football game uh it's not just going to be you know Derrick Henry running the football of course that's going to happen um but Derrick Henry has been known to, has been stopped you know sometimes they figure out a game plan where they just slow him down and he just doesn't have a good game um but the reason i see the Titans winning this is because I think that the Titans' defense is going to force Carson Wentz to throw the ball, make mistakes. The Colts' defense is going to be on the field too long. And no matter how good you are, if you're on the field too long, you're going to get tired. You're going to give up points. And I think that allows the Titans' offense to get ahead and stay ahead. So I'm picking the Titans over the Colts in this division rival game, which should be uh, very exciting. Next, we have the Rams at the Texans. Boy, how do the Rams get so lucky? How do they get to do this over and over again? <laughs> uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's the way, uh, you know, when they have these um, uh, non-conference uh, matchups here, uh, cross-conference matchups, this is how it goes. And you have the Rams going into Houston to face the Texans. Uh, Matthew Stafford should do well here. They bring up this... Um, and a, a, what I would say, insignificant stat where Matt Stafford is zero and three is a career record versus Houston. Definitely see him getting his first winning against Houston in this game. I mean, it's not like it's a rivalry. They opposite conferences. Even when Stafford was with Detroit, you meet the team once every four years. That can't be considered a rivalry. I don't care who you are. Um, so you know, Matt Stafford should definitely get his first win as a Ram against Houston and the Houston Texans. So Rams over Texans, easy in that one. Next, we have the Steelers at the Browns. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin going through the uh, the controversy of um, being rumored or linked to wanting or possibly going to take the USC head coaching job and even the LSU head coaching job and he is in recent interviews shut all that down saying that he is focused on uh, Steelers football. He has one of the best jobs in not just the NFL, not just in football, but in sports period and I have to agree with him. Only three head coaches uh, for the Steelers uh, since the 60s and the, the fact that they are uh, sticking with a black head coach this long, I mean, that ought to tell you something about the Roonies and what they think about good head coaches. And when it's a good head coach that they got, why try to oh ship him off because uh, he's, you know, he didn't win Super Bowl this year. He has won one Super Bowl. uh, So, and he's always, even the, the years that they did not make the playoffs, they still had a winning record. So I don't see how you all of a sudden get a, a you know, want to replace a head coach like that just because he's not winning a championship every year. Look at the competition. The NFL is competitive. You know, you're not going to be on top every year. You just, you're just not. So, um, you know, good kudos to Mike Tomlin for standing his ground. And, you know, he was getting, you know, he I, see, I saw the interview. He looked like he was getting very irritated. <laughs> and uh, possibly rightfully so, especially, you know, because, you know, you know how this type of thing goes. It's rumored, then, uh, you know, if he's, you know, people are rumoring that if he's going to be, is he being honest with his own management, with the Rooneys, with Steelers management, and there's all this turmoil, and then there there begins this mistrust of, you know, we don't know if he's going to, you know, because we've seen coaches in the past who said, no, I'm not going, I'm not leaving, and then they leave. So there's always that history of coaches saying, no, they're not going to do something, and then they do it that rears its ugly head whenever anybody leaks any type of rumor about a head coach leaving his job and going to get take another job and some uh saying i even heard um undisputed with Shannon and Skip talking about you know you know, especially Shannon talking about if they put enough zeros behind uh on that check then you know he might have to at least listen to them or something like that but i just to me i think the Steelers job again is one that it's more than the money it's more than the money it's 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 job stability you know would you i don't know think, just think, think about the money you can make 40 million dollars for a 3 year contract or you could make 10 million dollars for the next 15 to 20 years I'm going to take the longer one. I'm going to take the $10 million for 15 to 20 years as opposed to just $40 million for three years. It's like, yeah, you get all that money up front. You get that big fat check up front. But does that really beat the tenure that you have? I mean, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like a college professor. Once they get tenured, they're there for life. And almost, not everything, but almost anything they do is excusable to the point where they can still just keep their job and just keep Keep teaching, and it's the same thing to me with the Steelers' head coaching job. So I don't see why you would leave that. But on to the game. Division rival Browns, they're going into Cleveland. And, um, I, I, boy, I, I still see uh, that Steelers' offense as being old and slow. And I get what Roethlisberger is trying to do. He's trying to hang on. It's that, it's that fever. It's that, you know, old veteran that doesn't want to let the game go, and he probably should have retired maybe two years ago, and he just doesn't want to, and it, even to the point where he'll take a pay cut um, to stay on the team and to remain the starter. But I think eventually they've got to make the move. I mean, they do so well in the draft, the Steelers do, getting wide receivers. Um and they're kind of in the same way in terms of their head coach as well as their quarterback. They don't change quarterbacks that often. When they get somebody good, they want to ride it out as long as they can. And I get that. There's consistency and whatnot. But I don't see how you haven't started to look for a really valuable, trustworthy quarterback to replace Ben Roethlisberger by now. Um, bring, in a, bring in a rookie. Let him sit for a while. And I'm talking about like a valuable rookie, not somebody you just – you know, picked in the sixth sixth round because you didn't really know what else to get and you just picked a quarterback just because, no, I'm talking about your first round, second round, maybe even third round, uh, that you really had your eye on, you know, that you really had your eye on, not just somebody who you thought would be a good backup, but somebody who you thought could succeed Roethlisberger eventually, um, because I mean, his time is coming. His time is coming, and even though that Steelers defense is good, the Browns defense is good too, and so I just don't see Roethlisberger and that old, or older and slower offense, uh, being able to pick up the pace and get ahead and stay ahead. Of, this, of the Browns, um, even if uh, Baker Mayfield is hurt and, and is not 100% uh, because that running game has proved to be very, very, very useful and they have incredible depth. Even a third string running back, they have incredible depth. Um, so I'm definitely going to pick the Browns in this one. I think their defense gets uh, some scores against Roethlisberger because he's been known to to throw a couple of picks in very, very crucial, important games, and that be the difference in the game. Uh, so I think, this, I think the Browns do that, and I think that the Browns come away with the win against the Steelers in that one. We're going to stop right there and take a break, and we'll be back on the other side of this sponsored message. You are listening to Scout Team Sports with Devalian. We'll be back in a minute. We're back, we're back, we're back. Scout Team Sports, DeVallion here, bringing you the second part of the episode where we talk about the NFL 2021 season, Week 8, predictions and short analysis. We start off the second part with Eagles and the Lions. Uh, I I understand that the Lions are 0-7, but look, they've been scoring points, though. I will give them that. They've been scoring points. They just can't stop anybody. With the twenty seventh ranked defense, um, you would think o seven would be even worse than that, but no, there's actually defenses worse than theirs. Um, but um Jared Goff has been getting that offense uh in the end zone. He's been I mean, it's you know, it's their fifteenth ranked uh in the passing game, much less in the running game at twenty second. Um and then the Eagles uh they rely more, I would say, on the running game. Uh, definitely Jalen and that's good for Jalen Hurts because even though he's a a mobile quarterback he he doesn't need to run too much I kind of fear for him sometimes um, and the way he runs I understand he's big up top um, but I I would hope that that you know they they could um, I don't ever want to say tame a more mobile quarterback uh, because he needs that being a dual threat is what makes him special, just like Kyler Murray, just like a bunch of other quarterbacks. Um, but I I just think he needs to make some better, smarter decisions, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, and then definitely always protect yourself, always protect yourself, especially when you're going to be running the football as a quarterback. Because once you become a runner, it, oh, there's just you know, just, just be smart out there. Because I never like to see anybody. You know, this is football, but I never like to see anybody lose their starting quarterback. But just don't let it be because you made uh, a, a, a bad safety decision. I I get a a bad football decision. It happens to the best of them. But a bad safety decision and then you're on the shelf because of that, that's just, to me, that's more on you uh, than it is on uh, just, you know, the team or poor decision-making or a play breaking down or something like that. Protect yourself. Definitely got to protect yourself. Now, even though the Eagles have a better running game, and the offenses are kind of neck and neck and the defenses are kind of neck and neck in terms of how bad they are, um I gotta go with the Lions here. I think that this time, this go-around, that the running game is not gonna be enough, and Jalen Hurts is not gonna be able to uh outdo Jalen Hurst is not going to be able to outdo Jared Goff when it comes to this thing possibly becoming a shootout. And so I think that at home that the uh, Detroit Lions will get their first win. How fitting would it be on Halloween <laughs> that they get their first win? Um, but I, I, I think that they're going to get this one. I think that they're going to get this one. I still think the Eagles have a lot to work on in terms of their defense and in terms of having a more balanced offense I think that their balance in their offense between running and passing uh, has got to be better in terms of both being effective and I get that you know for the most part most teams aside from your top usually your top five to six teams in the league most teams do not have a solid defense and a solid passing game and a solid running game They've got two out of three. A lot of them have one out of three, and somehow they make it work. But ever is reflected in how they play and their records. Very rarely does a team have all three, and even sometimes those teams still lose. Uh, because I was sure that, like you know, the Bills had all three, and they've you know the two the the games that they've lost, uh, I've been been head scratchers to me. I'm like, why did they lose those two games to teams who I thought were lesser than they are? But, you know, that's football. But, yeah, I'm picking the Lions here. I'm picking the Lions. I think that it'll be a shootout somewhat, and I think that this time Jared Goff in the passing game will get one over and get their first win. I think they get out of the winless column. Next, we go on to the 49ers at the Bears. Uh, Bears being listed as the only team uh, in the league right now that averages uh, fewer than uh, then, then uh at yeah, let me get it out. Has fewer than two hundred pass yards every game, uh, and they're the only team in the NFL to do that. But that's their style. I don't, I don't knock. You know, at the start, Andy Dalton, uh, and now Justin Fields for that. That's their style. Their style is to do running game, primarily defense. And then let the quarterback fill in the gaps and just don't make mistakes. And even though I would say Justin Fields is definitely a more, a, even as Ricky, a more dynamic uh, uh, quarterback uh, than um, than Andy Dalton, uh, I still don't think that they want to put too much on him just yet, um, whether they're you know, he's been named officially the starter and whether they think they can make the playoffs or not, I don't know if that's really in their head. I think they're, right now, they're just taking it one game at a time. Let's play safe. Let's do things the right way. Uh, and let's 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 eke out a win. I mean, that's just, to me, that's their style of football. And I don't think, I don't see them changing it. Um, and it's not just to protect Justin Fields. It's just, that's just how they play. That's their style of football. Um, so I think that, uh, it will be enough to get over on the Niners. The Niners, um, you know I get it. Both quarterbacks have been hurt, so you got to flip flop and whatnot. But um, you know I would love to see Trey Lance versus uh, Justin Fields, and I think with that we'll get to see that down down the line in the future. Once both these quarterbacks become more polished, and we'll we'll get a good matchup between those two quarterbacks, and possibly even in the playoffs in the, in the future. I don't know, probably distant future, but um, uh, right now is Wednesday night slash so Thursday morning, and I understand that uh, changes can be made, but for right now, um, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Justin Fields. Uh, I gotta give it to the Bears in this one. I just I don't. Like like for all the hype and the talk of the Niners, and be before this season started, I still thought even as good as they're gonna be, they're probably still not gonna be as good as the Rams. They're not gonna be as good as the Seahawks, and they're not gonna be as good as the Cardinals. Now they're they're right there, like right under the Seahawks, and you know, Seahawks. We we they are who we thought they were as Russell Wilson, and uh, the offense, the wide receiving core, and the rest of the team we knew, we knew that. Yeah, I get Jamal Adams is on the other side and he's now a really very well paid uh um, defensive back, but I I I still never put that much stock in the Seahawks defense. It, they it have and has not been formidable, even close to formidable since the Legion of Boom. And that it, it that there's nothing else to say about that. I mean, I don't see them as ever since they gave Russell Wilson that big contract. I don't see them as a team that's been trying to build around Russell Wilson. And when you talk about building around a quarterback, it's not just the offensive pieces. It's the defense too. You have to build that defense up because that defense is a big part in making sure that him as a quarterback is successful. It's very important. It's not just the offensive pieces around him. Uh, But let's get back to the Niners and Bears. We'll get to Seahawks in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just see, I just see their knockdown, out style of hardcore football, running the football, uh, and playing defense and pay, and passing when they need to. The Bears that'll be enough to beat the Niners in this probably ugly, low-scoring game. <laughs> so I just, I just think that they're uh, even with that, and you know, you would think that that's limited because this is a passing league and everybody's looking for the passing game to be the star of the show. It doesn't have to be to win football games, not even in this era. Even if the offenses, uh, the referees, and, and and the style of the game benefits the quarterback in a passing game. That's not the only way that you can win football games. And I wouldn't want my team to have that as the only way to win football games because I don't think that's going to win you a championship. Not even close. So with the running game and the defense of the Bears and a little bit of sprinkle here, sprinkle there by Justin Fields, they should beat Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners. Hoping that Trey Lance can come back soon uh, and um, and get back in that starting role. But I'm picking the Bears over the Niners there. Next, we have Panthers at Falcons. Um, uh, the Falcons have won six of the last seven games against Carolina. Um, but I've got to pick the Panthers here. I think that the Panthers are a better team overall the The Falcons still are i don't know what they're waiting on uh I really don't know what they're waiting on to start to fix their defense and and be better in that regard uh I mean I remember you know back when they competed in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that defense was amazing um I mean it was really the offenses followed of why they lost that Super Bowl uh but ever since then it just it's just been a steady decline, like i said matt stafford i mean not Matt stafford um Matt Ryan, the other Matt, the other Matty. Matt Ryan is, to me, is the most inconsistent quarterback. I I can't – it's hard for me to trust him. It really is hard for me to trust him. Now, you say, oh, Sam Darnold is, you know, is Sam Darnold really better than Matt Ryan? No, I wouldn't say that. But what I would say is he has a better team around him. As a whole, he has a better team around him. And right now, as a whole, with their defense – and their running game, I trust the Panthers more than I trust the Falcons That's just as a whole. You think about offense, you think about defense, you think about running game and passing game. You think about the matchups that the Panthers are going to have against the Falcons' defense on offense. And I just, I would bet on the Panthers more than I would the Falcons. I just, I, even with the Falcons winning, is whatever success that the Falcons have, it doesn't last long even if they go on on if they go on a two game win streak they're going to lose the next three games. It's just how they are right now. This is how they've been for a little while. So, I can't trust that. So, I'm going with the Panthers over the Falcons. Next, we have the Dolphins at the Bills. Boy, again, I thought that the Dolphins were going to be better than this. Um there's these rumors. Of course, um, more rumors surfacing with um Deshaun Watson possibly being traded to the Dolphins, to a uh fighting off as best he can, saying that the reports don't bother me and I and quote, I've never not felt wanted here. Um so he feels that uh, that the Dolphins want him. Um but there's also been reported that uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is looking at Other teams as well, because of his no-trade clause, he has to agree to the trade. So the Texans just can't trade him anywhere they want to unless he signs off on it, uh, or else they probably would have shipped him off somewhere to the NFC a long time ago, um, I would think. So um, there's that going on, uh, and also just the Dolphins not playing nearly as good as I thought that they would. I still am going to vouch for Jacoby Brissett. I still think that he's a better quarterback right now than Tua, and I think he should be starting. Um, but you know how it goes. You know, their, their high draft pick, their franchise, or at least who they thought their franchise was, or maybe they still think their franchise is, is going to play if he's able to play, that being Tua. And, um... I mean it's definitely not good enough against the Bills. It's just not. I, I I there's no way that the Bills lose this game. Uh I'm just surprised that you know, I was I I I could figure okay, maybe that, that first loss against the Steelers. Uh, you know, that first loss against the Steelers, okay, maybe they've gotta get their bearings together and then they go on this streak and uh but then they lose to the Titans and you know, Titans are, are proving themselves to be a good team now too. They're emerging as a really good team too. Uh, definitely a playoff contender. So I can get that one. So, uh, But the Bills aren't losing any games that they should not lose. Um, you know, they're yeah, when it gets to the top five teams in the AFC and it's a tough matchup, okay, yeah, things can go either way. But better on offense, better on defense, better quarterback, um, better running game. I love Singletary. Uh, I think he's really underrated. Um, and I love that defense. I Love uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, there's, there's really, I really don't see too much of a weakness in this team. Um, again, they're not invincible. They've proven that, but they're not losing to the Dolphins. So, picking the Bills over the Dolphins in Buffalo. Next, we have Patriots at Chargers. Uh, Hunter Henry, the tight end, um, making his. Uh, return to face the Chargers since he was um, let go and uh, definitely uh, signing with the Patriots. I thought he he thought that it was going to be a really good thing for him. Um, there's rumors about it being a bittersweet you know, move on, uh, if you will. But the thing is, Hunter Henry has a problem staying healthy. Now, if he did not have a problem staying healthy, I think he would still be a Charger. This really, I mean, he would, when he played, he was good. He was really good, but he could not stay healthy. He could not stay healthy, and so I don't know if they're trying to build up or see that there's some type of uh, animosity between the two teams because Hunter Henry was a former Charger, and I, you know, if the, if the media wants to build that up for a story, okay, fine. I remember when these teams met last year; it was a blowout. The Patriots blew the Chargers out. It was, it was amazing how bad that game was. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think the chargers will are better this year and will do better. So, um, yeah, I got to pick the chargers in this one. I think that Justin Herbert, uh, is a better team, uh, is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Definitely. Uh, and, um, I think that this, this go-around is going to be a lot different than the last time these two met in SoFi. The uh, are better on offense. Uh, even though the Patriots' defense is good, not having Stephon Gilmore to me is a blow. I don't care what you say as far as him being hurt uh, or anything like that and now being a Panther, uh, the veteran leadership, as good as he was, even though he got injured, I think is a blow to the Patriots' D. so they're not as strong on defense as they once were. Um And then you have Mac Jones, who I think is still trying to find his way. They signed all these free agents to try to mask just in case he's not that good or has a tough time learning the ropes and getting better as a quarterback. But I don't think against this defense that the Chargers has, uh, which, like I said, can be inconsistent at times, but I think that they'll be up to the task, especially against a rookie quarterback. Uh, So I see the Chargers winning this game. Against the New England Patriots. Next, we have the Jaguars at the Seahawks. Uh, the Jaguars, you know, for you know, even though you know, Trevor Lawrence is the he was the number one overall draft pick, and you know, there is people saying that um, you know he's he hasn't been the best rookie that's been playing this year. I think he's doing good for what he has, for what he has around him, uh, and this rebuilding team, and having Urban Meyer as a head coach. Uh, coming up from college and now in the pros, I think he's doing good. Seven touchdowns, eight interceptions, is 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 not good in the in the NFL, but for a rookie and for what, like I said, what he has to work with, um, I think he's doing good. I think he's doing good. If he had a better team, I think he would he would look a lot better, but he's doing good for what they have. Uh, they're going up against the Seahawks, who are another uh, depleted team. And boy, I just boy, I, I wish. <laughs> I, this is my own selfish nature. I wish DK Metcalf was on a different team. Uh, but boy, um, and a few people know who that team I'm talking about is. But I mean, man, I just, I just, I, I really wish he wasn't on the Seahawks. I wish that that other team I'm thinking about would have picked him up. But um, nevertheless, it is what it is. So um, I think that. Um, you know Trevor Lawrence is is going to continue his growing pains here uh against the Seahawks even though their defense isn't that good I think that he will put up points uh, but I think that the Seahawks will uh eke out a win here uh and get a win I just think that you know in Seattle they'll they'll get it going with the sixth man I mean it's the sixth man it's not basketball the 12th man here uh in the home crowd and I think that they'll secure a win and improve to only three and five, um, which is, you know, again, you know, they're, they're toward the bottom of the barrel there with the Niners. Um, but I think they'll get the win here, and they'll get back on track uh, against the Jaguars. Next, we have Washington football team at Denver Broncos. I thought the Washington football team would be better than what they are, but, you know, I know they had their heart set on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, really am not still not cool with the whole, you know, just flat out saying no about Cam Newton, um, uh, because I think that's one thing that really could have sparked this team to be a lot better, but nobody wants to deal with him being not vaccinated. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, Tyler Heneke is is doing the best that he can, but I don't know, you know, with the whole investigation and everything that's going on, I just don't. You know, and then Ron Rivera, all due respect to Ron Rivera, not this has nothing to do with him when I say this, but I would say everything else around him, management and everything like that. I just don't think they have a mindset of winning and trying to compete for a championship. Yes, they went to the playoffs last year but I I still don't and I think that was just Ron Rivera and the players I I you know when you talk about making moves in the off season we talk about improving improving the team making it better and now you got this I don't care what anybody says it's still a distraction even though you know Gruden's taken John Gruden has taken the brunt of it with the emails but the investigation into the workplace in Washington football team um I think is affecting up in management and then it affects decisions. It affects, and that trickles down eventually to the players and the personnel who you pick up and, you know, are you focused on that? I get it. Players play coaches, coach. I understand that, but I just think this team should be better than what they are. Even with Tyler Heneke, uh, even with Tyler Henneke, it's going to be uh, a struggle for this team to get better. I think uh, it's sad that, Uh, Terry McLaren is, is, is on that team because I just think he would be so much better utilized on other football teams. It's really sad to see, but it is what it is. Um, on the other hand, you got the Broncos and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, who I thought was a much more stable quarterback, but he's just not, uh, doing that well. I still think he's better than Drew Locke. And I don't really see them going back to Drew Locke unless Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt again. Um, So I still think Teddy Bridgewater is the better quarterback here. Um, And with Washington football team not being, you know, what I thought they would be in terms of defense. You know, I still love my two defensive ends. I still love Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But the rest of that defense not really having uh, any oomph, any fire to them. I got to pick the Broncos here. I think Teddy I still believe in Teddy's stability even though he hasn't shown stability lately since that concussion mind you since a concussion let's let's keep it in perspective had he not had a concussion I think things would be different because I I don't care who you are unless you've actually dealt with it and felt a concussion you don't you don't you don't know what you're talking about if you say a player should just be fine after that or a player should just be able to play like he was playing after that no 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 you don't know football if you're going to say something like that if you believe something like that but yeah ever since he's come back from that concussion Teddy Bridgewater has not been the same so um uh i think for that reason it's going to be tough for the broncos But I still say that they get the win over Washington football team because I just don't think Washington football team is headed in the right direction in terms of how they play, their style of play, utilizing their weapons right. Um, And, yeah, you could probably say that's on Ron Rivera, but it's just, I don't know. I just think it's the aura around that team where they're just not going in the right direction. And it starts all the way up from the owner and trickles all the way down to the punter. So picking the Broncos over Washington football team. Next, we have a good division matchup where we have Tom Brady's Buccaneers, a 6-1, going up against the 4-2 Saints, uh, led by Jameis Winston. Um, With these two, I see them splitting the division series. I think the Saints are going to get one of these two. Um, When it comes to uh, which one, I think it's going to be this one. I think it's going to be this one. I think the Saints... Will get this one. I definitely see the Bucks getting one out of this series. Gronk will be returning, supposed to be returning for this game uh, from his back injury, and so that definitely plays a factor. But I don't see Gronk as one hundred percent, and I think Tom Brady, you know, gets slipped up a little bit here by that Saints defense. Not great, but gets slipped up by that Saints defense, uh, and I think Jameis Winston has a good time against that against that Buccaneers defense. I think he gets rolling. They got Mark Ingram back, uh, from the and te- a trade from the Texans. So Mark Ingram is once again a saint. Uh, so it's like a homecoming for him. Um, and then you can co- you combine that with uh, he can do the ground and pound between the tackles, which is what they've really been missing, because they really like to just use Alvin Kamara to uh catch passes out of the backfield and run in space and and run on, on the outside of the tackles. Um, and so that's really where he's best, but if he's the only good back you have, then the offense or at least the running game is pretty predictable, where it's going to be screen passes to Kamara and him catching passes out of the backfield or running sweeps and things of that nature. But if you have Mark Ingram to run between the tackles, now you've got a dual threat running game, which is what uh the Saints have been missing uh uh because of their because of their injuries. Uh, and depletion in that regard. So you get Mark Ingram back running between the tackles. You get uh, Alvin Kamara catching passes out of the backfield, uh, running on the outside. It's definitely still um, a blow for them not having Michael Thomas. But I think even without Michael Thomas, I think they're going to get this one. I think they're going to get this one. I definitely don't see them beating the Bucks twice this year, but I think they're going to get this one over the Bucks and and because of the Bucks defense uh, being depleted and, and not being uh, nearly as good. Again, I always say the Bucks defense played good that one game in the Super Bowl. But other than that, all last year they gave up a lot of points and even this year they've been giving up points. I think it's gonna do them in this game. But the Bucks are resilient. They're five and one for a re I'm uh, six and one for a reason. And so I don't see them Losing two games to this division rival team, but I think this one the saints are going to get this one, so i 'm going to pick the saints over the buccaneers next we have cowboys at Vikings, um, definitely uh, picking the cowboys in this one. Uh, you know, I really think that the cowboys are are starting to come together, very impressed with them uh going on this win streak ever since the first loss, and they only lost to the bucks by two points. Um, but very impressed with this. I'm very impressed with Dak Prescott. Um, so I'm definitely hoping that his his uh, ankle will be fine um, come Sunday. It's Wednesday right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we never know what can happen between this between now and then. Um, but overall, I just think they're a, a better team. I like the way that they're utilizing their weapons, too. Of course, you're utilizing Zeke. Um, you're you, Utilizing Amari Cooper. And I just, I really like this, especially for a Sunday night football game. It adds a flair to it because the Cowboys are going to be on the road. And so the Minnesota Vikings will be hosting. Um, but the Vikings defense is, on paper, to me, better than what they look on paper they're better but when i see them play i'm like okay well then the team should be better if you're 12th ranked in offense and you're 6th ranked in defense how are you 3 and 3 and you're 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 11th in passing you're 12th in rushing how are you 3 and 3 especially with a 6th ranked defense and even a 12th ranked offense in this league is not that bad it's not bad it's not in the top 10, of course, it's not the greatest, it's not the elite, but it's not bad either. And you're talking about a 12th-ranked offense with an in-and-out, sometimes he's injured, not playing, sometimes he is, Dalvin Cook, who is the best player, offensive player on the team. So even with with or without Dalvin Cook, they're still averaging the 12th-best offense. So um, it's just it's just too many head-scratchers with the Vikings in terms of what they should be and what they're putting out there on the field. But I mean, these are the rush. These are the yard stats. That's the thing. These are the yard stats They're You know, you could be putting up great yards, uh, every game and, and, and doing good on defense and stopping the team. Uh, but if you're all at the end of the game, if you don't have more points than the other team, you're not winning. That's just how it is. Um, so for that reason, got to pick the Cowboys. Definitely, of course, and not taking anything away from the Cowboys. Uh they are fourth and rushing with uh Zeke leading the way. Uh their offense is six overall uh in terms of their offense and again Dak Prescott has just been playing phenomenal and just really having command of that offense, knowing how to utilize Amari Cooper, knowing how to utilize CeeDee Lamb. Uh really impressed with CeeDee Lamb. Uh, as a wide receiver. I really wanted him as well. Uh, I really thought the Raiders in that draft could have got two wide receivers in the first round, and I really wanted CeeDee Lamb and, and Ruggs. We got Ruggs, uh, but I really thought we could have got two uh, instead of getting just Rugs and and then getting um, and missing out on CeeDee Lamb. I really think if we would have got CeeDee Lamb first, we could have got Ruggs with the second pick in the first round that year. But it was not to be. And again, uh, I just see the, the, the Cowboys winning this football game. They're a better team overall uh, on offense and defense, regardless of what the stats say. If you look at how they play, and you look at how they've been playing, I'm not saying this is going to be an easy game for them, but I can't even count on their best player to be in the game because even, even now, Dalvin Cook... Could be hurt. He could be playing. If he plays, he's not going to be 100%. He's just never 100%. And so I can't put faith in that right now. I can't put faith in inconsistency. And it, yes, injury, injury prone. I get maybe it's not his fault. It's out of his control. He's trying his best to play and stay healthy. But I can't put faith in that. So I have to go with the Cowboys in this one. That's your Sunday night football matchup. But it still should be a good game. But I got to go with the Cowboys. Um, who are the better team overall. And next we come, and finally, we come to your Monday night football matchup where we have the Giants and the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs should get back on track in this one. They should be there, even with just Pat Mahomes and just a passing game, not really a running game and not really a defense. That's... That's good enough to beat the Giants. And unfortunately, that that speaks very lowly of the Giants. But if you've seen them play and you've seen what they have and don't have available, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Daniel Jones is, I would think, right now, he could get better. He could get better. But right now, he's an average quarterback. And unless you've got a super team around you, you're not beating Pat Mahomes with an average quarterback. You're just not. Unless you've got a stellar defense and a stellar running game to combat against him and his passing game, you're not beating the Chiefs. So definitely see the Chiefs getting a home win on Monday night football against the Giants. That will conclude your 2021 NFL season. Week 8 predictions and analysis. I am your host, Devalian with Scout Team Sports. I appreciate all my subscribers. Please continue to listen. Please share, and please also subscribe on any platform that is available. We're available on eight platforms, and I am continuing to do the live show uh, Friday nights at eight thirty p.m. Pacific time on Colorcast. So, if you want to hear this similar broadcast, and maybe or maybe. Uh, You want to tell a friend who can't listen to this podcast or is unable to listen to the podcast. And if they just want to hear a live show, I'll be doing the show on ColorCast, reaching that audience as well. So we are definitely growing. We are definitely growing. And we are definitely trying to make adjustments and get better at this thing uh, so I can produce better content for all of you. Again, I appreciate all my subscribers. Uh, Please continue to share. Please continue to listen. And please continue to get others Uh, to subscribe as we are growing into something bigger and better again this is value with scout team sports we'll see you in the next episode